Well, welcome back to the podcast. Today I am so excited to share my conversation that I had with the lovely Emma Lemon, what a great name, from Type Gal. She is honestly the know-it-all when it comes to branding and in this conversation I actually learned a lot from her 30 second intro. Um, She has been in design and branding for a very long time and at the start of the pandemic actually left her corporate job to help small business owners with their branding and all things that encompasses that. So in this conversation, we really get to grips with what branding means and very much go in the direction of the stuff that's not the pretty designy logo and colors element side of branding. And honestly, I feel like I've learned a lot. So I have no doubt that you're going to as well. This conversation was so much fun and I don't think you'll be able to tell that Emma was stupidly, stupidly nervous as this was her first ever podcast recording. I think at the end of it, you will absolutely agree with me that she absolutely smashed it. And as I say, I can't wait for you to hear it. So without further ado, here is me talking to Emma Lemon about all things branding. Okay. Hi, Emma. How are you? Hi, Lorna. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. I'm so, so excited that you actually agreed to come on the podcast. I know how nervous you were. <laughs> yes, so nervous. I've never done anything oh. like this before, so... Yay! Yeah, but yeah, thank you for having timer. me. <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely my first time doing this, so... Love it. <laughs> cool. So, with every guest on the episode, I yes. like to challenge them <laughs> to tell the listeners a little bit about themselves as a person in 30 seconds or less so a bit of kind of like your life story from birth till now in 30 seconds (laughs) okay (laughs) and the challenge is that if you go over the 30 seconds all that I ask is that you make a donation of at least five pounds to the charity mind do you think you're up for the challenge I will do my best I'm a complete rambler so I will try but I mean this could be fun (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'll give it a go Okay, cool. So I've got my stopwatch ready. So, ready? Yeah. Go. Okay, um, I'm Emma Lemon and I run a type-led design studio called Type Gal. Um, I've been a designer for, I don't know, probably like 15 years or so. Um, I went back to uni at 25, so a little bit older than everyone else, to get a degree, um, just because it was really important to me to have that. Um, And recently I quit my job uh, start of the pandemic um, as head of design and marketing for a software company and now I am freelancing doing branding and lettering how did I do is that okay oh, <laughs> 33 seconds you were so yeah. close <laughs> so close that's so good though good intro well done thanks Really good, yeah, really happy with that one, actually. I learned quite a lot about you in that. (laughs) (laughs) I could say so much more, but I'll say that for another day. I mean, (laughs) you should never ask a lady her age, but I find it really hard to believe that you've been doing this for 15 years. That, you know. I mean, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I'm 32 now, so, yeah. I genuinely thought you were younger than me. Yeah, no, I get it all the time. People are like, oh, what are you, like, 20, 22? And I'm like, no, no. (laughs) I'm actually 32, but I mean, yeah, I probably have. 
yeah, it's just a little bit weird looking so young. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, I genuinely I, thought you were younger than me. Yeah, I'm shocked. I, yeah, I get that all the time. Um, Amazing. But yeah, I've been doing it for a long time. So amazing that's so good um okay so essentially I asked you on to be a guest because I absolutely fell in love with your Instagram feed I'm not gonna lie and as somebody that knows very little (laughs) about (laughs) design and branding and all of that amazing stuff I Mm -hmm. thought why not ask a pro so (laughs) Obviously, I just kind of actually want to pick up on the fact that you quit your job at the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So, so what happened there? Well, I've been working as like in a software company, like doing all the design, all the marketing. Um, and it just wasn't really for me. Um, I mean, so that sounds like a pretty big job. Yeah, no, it was like quite a big job. Um, after I left uni... That was kind of like my first design job. So it, obviously being an older student and graduating and being like 28, um, I kind of walked into a more senior role, which I was like absolutely fine with. But I think just the, the more corporate side of it wasn't really me. So cool. after a couple of years, like I gained like quite a lot of experience and like I know so much more now and like I don't regret doing it. But yeah, I just prefer like if you see my Instagram like the more fun kind of stuff and like working with people like me so yeah yeah it, it, it was I, a crazy decision but I, did I think I kind of get that sense from your feed actually yeah which is cool but I think <laughs> yeah it's really hard if you're not kind of corporately built if you like yeah. <laughs> I think it's quite it is quite difficult isn't it so did you, did you find the transition from doing kind of corporate design stuff because in terms of what you were doing in, in your day job, yeah, how does that vary in terms of what you do as a, um, I'm a what do you identify? Are you a freelancer? Are you, what are you? Yeah. So now I'm free, a freelancer and I've been freelancing, to be honest, obviously since I was probably like 17, 18, like on and off. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like I always did it, but I never had the qualification, which I felt was like really important to me just because like where I grew up that wasn't really a thing like you didn't go to uni you just got a job and got on with it like in the traditional sense yeah so yeah I yeah it's just really different for me because the corporate side of things I'm not sort of privy to that kind of world anyway so I found it quite difficult to sort of be in the big meetings with like all the corporate professionals because it's just not it's not me Men in um, suits and ties and stuff. Ex- exactly, yeah. So I found it, I found it quite hard on on that front. Um, the actual job itself was fine. Um, I got on with it really well. But yeah, I just, you know, when it just doesn't like spark that thing in you, and yeah. you don't want to get out of bed, kind of thing. It, it was just that for me, and didn't, didn't have yeah. a fire in your belly. Exactly. So yeah, yeah that's why I quit to go that's it alone. So <laughs> Okay, so then in terms of, obviously, I just wanted to kind of chat to you about branding, really. In terms of small business branding, obviously, they're two very significantly different things in terms of a software, especially a software company, wowzers. Um, In terms of kind of branding, how that's different for a small business, how have you been able to kind of 
transition, I guess, is probably the best word. Yeah. Um, so for a small business, they generally need less than like okay. the bigger corporate businesses. But I think the approach that I've kind of like tried to take now is to bring what I know from working with a bigger company into a small business. And I feel like that's really helped me run my business as well. And it's just mainly like the strategy side of things is like yeah. quite a big factor in what I do. And I think that's just really important for businesses to have before they get going with other stuff, just because it does like, like it works to like inform your marketing and like business decisions and things like that. And it's just, yeah, it's something you really, really do need to have. That's so interesting that you've kind of said it that way, because I think, um, especially with what I do, I very much kind of, I remember somebody asking me right at the beginning when I first started saying, well, what's so special about you? You know, I said they were asking me what my USP was, but they were just like, what's so special about you kind of thing? And you know, I'm going to try and not take that personally, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to walk off and cry in the corner. (laughs) However, um, I very much kind of fall back onto the fact that I've done nine years of corporate and that's, that's what I then try and kind of, help small businesses with because let's face it like the corporates didn't get there that they were small ones weren't they exactly. they didn't kind of go oh here's 300 people let's just start a company mm-hmm. so it's really it's really cool that you kind of said the same thing actually but um in terms of so you mentioned small businesses mm-hmm. need less yeah in terms um, of what what they need to kind of get started with their branding um so one of the things that you would generally have if you worked with someone is like a style guide or a brand book just something that you can refer back to as a business owner so that could include things from like the design elements so like your typography your colors but it also includes things like your mission statement your goals your values your archetype like your brand personality and all of that kind of stuff I find when I work with a smaller business, they tend not to need as much like detail. Like if you worked with like Coca-Cola, they'd probably have like a hundred page document of all these different rules you have to kind of take into oh, account. Can you imagine? Yeah, yeah. So you know exactly what I mean. It it would be so like meaty like to go through. But I mean, what... I mean, I used to work for a company and we had a very big document and it literally went down to the detail of like if you're going to put the logo on anything it needs to be like six mil yes edge and things like that and so I guess that's kind of what you're saying like small businesses don't really need to and don't really go into that much detail yeah I think as long as you have some of the core elements the other stuff isn't as relevant until you kind of grow into a bit of a bigger business and why do you think that is is that I think I guess playing a little bit of devil's advocate Mm. is that is that because it's generally you know we're talking small businesses that are like maybe like one to I don't know 10 people yeah and there's not enough people there's not enough human beings for human error exactly yeah I think having a big document like that sometimes confuses matters and it makes it harder for people to understand what to do um I'm a big fan of like trying to follow like the kiss method like keep it simple stupid (laughs) <laughs> just because it, it it just makes things so much easier and like if it's all clearly laid out in a way that benefits a small business owner it, it's just so much easier to follow in everything you do I mean yeah. 
I think a lot of people forget that a small business owner won't necessarily also be a designer and they won't understand the design terms. So for me, I don't feel like there's any point in putting that in a lot of the time. It's more about explaining it in a way that they'll understand. And yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of the approach I take on it. Because I guess, and you just made a really valid point, actually, you you know, as small business owners, a lot of people will start their business because they want to do the thing. They don't, they yeah. kind of forget about all of the other different hats that they've got to wear. <laughs> yes. And I guess that's why people like you exist, because I think that's the thing. And how, I guess my next question would be, how do you kind of, one of the things that I come up against a lot is mm-hmm. obviously small business owners have a smaller budget. Yes. And so they kind of, and I've been there myself, um, you kind of go, okay, well, I want to do this thing. This is why I've started the business. Yeah. I'm not a designer, but how do I go about working with the designer when I just, I have this perception that they're really expensive and I can't afford it? I mean, yeah, there, is, there are so many different levels of what people charge um mm. but one thing I would say to anyone that is looking to work with a designer is like get out there and talk to loads of different people and any kind of designer that's kind of worth their salt will talk to you without like charging you up front straight away so yeah like I'm always happy to have a like a discovery call and find out what the person needs and I think that's really important um to sort of do your research um, yeah. before you kind of decide on someone because like I, I think people do have that perception like oh so and so is going to be really really expensive but yeah like it's just one of those things like you buy cheap you buy twice it's yeah like it's a service that you're providing and I think one of the things I've learned recently is like knowing when to invest money and when to delegate things yeah like hardest example, thing ever yeah it, it's really hard to like give it away but the stress of doing it sometimes just isn't worth it yeah and actually again very valid point um use the word investment mm-hmm. um because I think that comes up a lot for me is a lot of people go I can't afford that and I'm like but it's it's not an expense it's an investment it's a long-term yeah. thing exactly yeah it's not something that you're going to pay out for and like regret it after. Well, you shouldn't regret it afterwards. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, you would hope not. But yeah, like the the investment side of things, it is something that I I firmly believe you have to like put money into into stuff to like yeah. see stuff come back to you. Yeah. So course. yeah. Um, and then okay, so in terms of thinking about the fact that small businesses generally need less than say your big corporate business Mm -hmm. what if somebody was just starting out so let's say for example um let's call her Susan Mm -hmm. (laughs) Susan. um Susan has decided to leave her job and actually go at it for her handmade (laughs) clay earring business yeah in terms of branding, mm-hmm. so she she maybe maybe she has an understanding that branding is a little bit important. Mm. What would you say would be the things that she needs to focus on, whether that's trying to do it herself or hiring somebody like you? What kind of elements would she need to have in terms of branding? I would say the strategy um, is like the first point of call for anybody. And 
it's obviously easier if you work with someone that can help you do it uh, just because they know like the right questions to ask but I would say that that kind of stuff is is something you can look up yourself um, so it's like your market research like looking at your audience finding your tribe like really breaking it all down and yeah but there are like there are so many different things that come into play but I think it's just like why do you do it who do you do it for and then going from there and yeah I mean if you're a small business and you don't have much of a budget I would opt for going for the strategy over paying for design just because it will be more beneficial in the long run yeah so that's actually a really valid point because essentially I think what I was trying to do there and on the slide (laughs) (laughs) is kind of weed out from you the fact that I think when people think branding they think color palette and they think logo that and that's it there's nothing else yeah 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 it's really not just that and I think do you know I think more people are becoming more aware to the fact that it isn't yeah. just that yeah but obviously it's really nice and that's the part that's pretty and that you know is like your first point of call when people come and look at you that's what they see but you can't get to that point without having the strategy so yeah so it's, in terms of in terms of strategy then yeah let's go down that route because I mm. feel like um obviously I've had I think you've listened to it. I had Krishna on um, yes. quite a few episodes. I can't even remember the episode number now. <laughs> Sorry, Krishna. Um, <laughs> talking about branding and design. And we kind of got into a bit more of a conversation about Starbucks. And I think Coca-Cola actually came up as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so in terms of strategy, how would somebody... Because I think um, I did... Uh, some Instagram stories and I've kind of got a workshop and stuff coming up about kind of overall digital strategy because obviously yeah. that's what that that's my lane I'm happy yeah. in that lane <laughs> but um I think when I did I did a couple of focus groups and kind of six to ten people and you'd be amazed probably about how many people kind of went oh don't like that word because it, it scares them and yeah. I'm like it literally <laughs> just means plan um it's just a fancy word for plan like <laughs> how are you going to get from a to b and they're like oh that makes sense but how, so in terms of kind of describing what a branding strategy is how would you go about that um i would say it probably sits quite closely with marketing as well so it's it is the whole thing of like you start with your audience and knowing who they are and what they like what their names are and like building personas and then like throwing things in like your keywords so that's one of the things I always start with is like asking people how they want to be perceived what would they want their ideal customer to say about them when they're not in the room and then then asking their audience or their current audience even if it's family and friends that know them what they think about them and then each part kind of works to inform the next part so there are so, there are so many different elements for one of the, I think one of the ones that I really like is the brand archetypes and that's just kind of like a personality it's kind of like a horoscope kind of thing for your business oh, I guess that's the only okay. way I can, yeah that's the only way I can kind of describe it and it just it it just like really helpful to inform how you work and you can kind of look at things and go okay if I do this will Susan for example like it 
and does that fit my personality and it just it like it works to inform everything else and then from there I think you spoke about this with Krishna as well how it kind of works to inform like your color psychology and things like that so it can get really really technical which I think is probably why it scares people yeah I think uh, yeah I can understand that to be fair I think it is one of those things that as I say I think people have this perception that it is just a logo and I'll pick some pretty colors and then that'll be fine yeah but I don't think I think you know you having that kind of education people don't understand a lot of people don't understand and I I, it's I think it is just education it's not it's no fault of their own if you like no no um colors do have they can kind of inflict certain emotions and all of that kind of stuff so I think you know you've highlighted there seems to be a common theme with all of my podcasts and that is it all starts with the customer it it does it's like are they happy do they want what you're providing will they like it it's all of those kind of things and I think with like a strategy it's it's very much like a living breathing thing and it evolves especially if you're like a personal brand and like you're you're kind of like the face of your business it kind of like evolves over time as do that's interesting as do we as people so we might change and what we like changes and you kind of have to work to develop that into your strategy but that won't necessarily affect the design but yeah 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 that's really interesting actually because obviously um my own brand is a personal brand and I think I remember having off of our recording me and Krishna were having I think we spoke for about an hour and a half afterwards (laughs) (laughs) whoops um but we had the very much kind of similar conversation about personal branding because um obviously I so I got my branding done yeah uh, by a designer so I outsourced it um but it was very much so important for me to have orange in my branding because it orange is very much me okay (laughs) but you know I'm I'm ginger and it's just I don't know it's just it's very much me as a person in a color which sounds really weird to say it sounds a bit woo but it's it's interesting that you've kind of highlighted the fact that you know as humans we do change over time and I can only imagine that I don't know if something was to happen I don't know if I all of a sudden (laughs) let's not talk about this if I became a mother (laughs) then (laughs) orange is probably not going to represent me as well as it used to no exactly and the words that I use and all of that kind of stuff so that's really interesting actually yeah I think people kind of think once they've got it done it can never be changed and I would say with your like the design element like visual identity like that shouldn't be changed it can slowly evolve and sort of like lots of big companies sort of change up their logo every now and again but it's only very subtle so it doesn't like confuse the customer and they're like whoa who's this person now or whatever but like the backstory like it will change it will change depending on who you are and what you do in five years time and Mm. how you work may not be how you work in the future so I think it's important to keep that going and like evolving all the time that's a really good point because you've just said like obviously if they change their logos it's only ever quite minimal yeah and the, the first thing that came to my head was the Zara logo that changed mm-hmm. I don't, I've got no concept of time so it might have been five <laughs> years ago it might have been last year um <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. Really, 
from from like a from like a customer's point of view, they, it literally looked like they just squashed the letters together. But yeah, it was just generally because you just said like you don't want to confuse people, but it's all about that trust element. And I guess the strategy side of that builds the trust. <laughs> I always I always lose my teeth in that saying that word. Um, <laughs> the the strategy side of that will very much encompass that as well because when you start a business and a brand I think a lot of people probably do a lot of the strategy stuff without realizing that they're doing it yeah definitely and then it just builds this kind of this no like and trust with the customers and if you break that then I mean you're pretty screwed but (laughs) you're making your own life hard aren't you so I guess it's just the strategy side of branding is, is very much just knowing a, about who you're trying to target, what they like, what they don't like, and then doing everything. Because as you said, branding is a whole thing. It's not just it's not just a logo. It's not just a colour. Exactly. And I think, so, yeah, with like, sorry, with like corporate businesses, for example, they have a product that they're offering their customer. So it's a lot clearer for them you know, will my customer like this? But I think for personal branding, it's, I feel like the the lines have blurred a little bit because there is the element of showing yourself as part of the brand and being authentic. And I think you're not just offering a service, people are buying into you. Do they like you? Which yeah, I think I, that's where things get a little bit, oh, <laughs> sometimes. It's, it can be quite, do you know what? I think I've struggled with it more over the last couple of months than ever before because you kind of, you have to not take it personally, but you're, you are the person. Exactly. Yeah. You you are the brand a lot of the time. Yeah. So yeah, it's difficult to not take things personally. <laughs> to not go to bed crying when <laughs> <Yeah>. somebody, <laughs> somebody's left a really mean comment. I know. Every other week I'm like, I'm done can't do this <laughs> I'm glad it's not just me um, <laughs> um okay so in terms of I really like that we've talked about strategy actually because I don't think I've had this conversation with anybody else ever in terms of okay so if somebody for whatever reason is not ready right now to invest in somebody like you for their mm-hmm. branding what kind of points would you tell them to start with what kind of let's say one to three things could they go away and kind of go I need to know this 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 um I would say the market research first and foremost knowing your tribe knowing who your people are um why you do what you do and sort of being clear about your offering and linking it back to like why you actually do it um kind of like setting yourself KPIs which to some people is kind of like oh that's a bit scary but I think you need to have goals that you want to reach and that will help you get there I think KPIs is one of those things that people go oh that's never gonna happen that's a weird word yeah yeah and until it's written down you're literally kind of like flouncing around doing nothing exactly you need a clear reason yeah even if it's like it feels so far away right now just write it down anyway because you'll you'll start finding that actually you're a little bit more capable than you thought and it might not actually be as unrealistic as you thought it's true yeah and I think the last point would just be being authentic like being true to yourself 
to the business, to your customers, and sort of always being transparent and honest with what you're doing and keeping people yes. in the loop. Because I think, yeah, people don't share enough all aspects of their business. And I think that really does help to build trust with your audience because everyone knows that social media and stuff like that only shows the highlights. And 100%. yeah, as humans, you need to connect with the other person and be relatable. So it's just keeping that human element with what you do. Because I think people just forget, you know, I'm running a business and this, this and this, and they don't think, okay, well, there's, there's actually another person at the end of that. So just like be normal and talk to them like a normal person. You don't need to use all this fancy oh, language all the time I absolutely love that you said that because I think you're, you're absolutely right because I think when you first said I don't think people share enough I was like oh this is going to be interesting <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, it's true I think the funny thing is the people that I follow and I noticed this um, probably two or three weeks ago the people that I follow are the ones that you know, I think you have to set your own boundaries. Yeah. But the people that I follow are the ones that literally sit on Instagram stories and say, look, I'm having a really crap day. Like, I'm I'm probably not going to be around because I just, I just need some time for me. Because you actually, as a human being, you appreciate that and you kind of go, all right. That, that... Okay, yeah, I get it, yeah. yeah. And so it's, um, yeah, I love that you said that, actually. Because I think there, there are so many people that try and almost kind of make themselves out to be bigger a bigger business than they are and therefore Mm -hmm. they try and follow the corporate kind of something bad happens we need to you know release it I remember working in corporates and something bad (laughs) happening it used to be like okay yeah let's let's draft a press release and let's you know try and worm our way out of it in any possible way (laughs) exactly but as small businesses we we can kind of show up. I I've got a bit of a love-hate relationship with the word authentic but same <laughs> it's just oh it's one of those icky words it's been overused I think yeah I would say it definitely has I think a lot of people talk about it but they don't actually know what it means yeah and what it actually means to be authentic and I would say like from personal experience since I've started to just act and like portray myself how I actually am rather than trying to put on this like online persona yeah things have just got easier for me it's just so much easier in terms of what what do you mean it's got easier for you in terms of getting clients or um in terms of yeah in terms of getting clients I was very much obviously being from a corporate world I have to do everything in this way and I have to talk like this yeah and I have to be super professional but actually when I have calls with people before I work with them I'm just like my normal self yeah and I don't like try to sell them on anything it's just more of a conversation I try and help them if I can and we go from there and I think it just being normal and human about stuff makes so much more of a difference like it has its place corporate you have to go in and you have to put on this act to people to kind of get what you want but yeah I'm not a fan of like office politics and all of that kind of crap anyway so (laughs) And what's really interesting for anybody listening to this is before we hit record, Emma said to me, no, 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 I've got to be professional. Got to do this, got to do that. And she's just talked herself out of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't. Yeah. I mean, before this, that's like, oh, yeah, I've got to 
act this way and try not to ramble but it's just and say stupid things. Me, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. All it is. Um, cool. So I think in terms of okay, where do we go from here? So in terms of branding, the small businesses. So we've kind of given you all a kind of three three different points to get started with. Um, and I think it's just. I don't feel like we need to say any more. Are you kind of happy with everything that you've given away, Emma? I mean, I could talk for ages about branding. Um, it just it just gets really in depth. But yeah, I think being yourself and knowing your audience are like the main parts, and then everything else will just kind of fall into place from there. And like make use of like online resources and Facebook groups and things like that, just because there are a lot of people out there that are normal and are willing to help so yes and I think that's a really valid point because actually I was about to say in terms of market research one of the things that the kind of challenges I get back when I say have you done your market research and they're like oh but I've got nobody to ask (laughs) and I'm like um friends and family like and you don't want to kind of step on anyone's toes just in case there's any real kind of I don't know obscene circumstances yeah you're right Facebook groups and everybody you know as human beings we, we've all got an opinion <laughs> we all like to share it occasionally <laughs> um but in terms of kind of market research so if somebody was to kind of say because I think again one of the other things that I come up against a lot is people don't want to and I really hate this word niche they yes. don't want to be so specific on who they're targeting mm-hmm so how would you, from a branding point of view, overcome that? Um, I've had a few chats with a few different people, and this isn't anything related to branding. This is just more talking to the like other creatives. But a lot of people are like afraid to niche down because they feel like they can't do anything else. Yes. But I always kind of say to people, you know, niche for a little while. Like give yourself six months of focusing on something because like trying to split yourself into so many different parts makes things harder so if you're yeah. quite clear on what you're working on and maybe I don't know maybe you just sell clay earrings like Susan <laughs> and that's all you do it's going to be so much easier to get a plan into place of what to do with your marketing with your social media with your branding than if you were selling earrings necklaces rings wedding rings like it, it just gets really really complicated and then you have to think about multiple audiences and how that will work within your branding so I think yeah don't be afraid to niche niche for a while I I was very much the same I was like I don't want to do branding forever like I don't want to just do that I love lettering and I'd like to do more work that's just lettering but I think being real you have to do what you have to do for business like I, I need to earn a living yeah. And I think being honest about that is just the way to go. Like, if you have to sell clay earrings for six months, that's fine. It doesn't mean you have to sell them for the next 20 years. You'll be able <laughs> to change it up and go after what you want to do next. That's such a lovely way to put it, actually. Because I think, as I say, like a lot of people kind of go, oh, yeah, but I don't want to just focus on... I, do you know what? I'll be brutally honest right now. I'm going through the same thing because <laughs> I'm very much... I love what I do because of my because of the variety of things. Yeah. And that that's personal to me. That's not because I think I can offer the world everything. Yeah. It's 
it's just the fact that I love the variety in my day to be able to talk, you know, in one conversation about Facebook ads and the next conversation about SEO and the next conversation about email. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, if I had to sit and talk about Instagram all day, every day, I think I might shoot myself. <laughs> but so, your thing your thing is digital marketing. So yeah. it's like, that's totally fine. It all falls under that. And I think but that's where people get confused and like, oh, but I'll never be able to talk about this. And it's like, no. Yeah you can it's fine and that's why it's not actually I, I think the way you kind of put it was very much like even if you have to do it for a short space of because six months can feel like a long time but let's just yeah. remember we've been in a pandemic for longer than we've six been months. indoors yeah for a long time <laughs> and in the grand scheme of things if you kind of live till you're 80 or 85 six months actually isn't that long at all mm. and it just I think the way you put it in that if you, it will just allow you to form, you know, a clear plan. I think because once you've done it once, you kind of your confidence grows, doesn't it? And then you can kind of go, well, actually, I can now sell necklaces as well as my because earring. I know what works yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, it it it's just easier. It's just so much easier focusing on one thing. Um, I think my boyfriend actually had like a really good example when he drew it out for me. It was like having like loads of different cups. And he said, if you're trying to like pour into all these different cups, like it, like if you've got eight cups and they've all got like a tiny dribble of water in it, but if you just did one cup, it would be full and really good, and you could put all your effort into that one thing. If that makes sense, I probably oh, butchered, butchered his analogy, but that's so good. What yeah. a lovely guy. Ah, <laughs> oh, he sounds really supportive. That's cute. Yeah, he's always trying to keep me in check because I have a tendency to be like, well, I want to do everything, but there's just not enough time in the day. I think we all need we all need someone <laughs> like that, I think. Um, cool. So I'm just really conscious of time, but yeah. I think we've literally covered so much. Like, there's been so much. For somebody that was really nervous, I think you've done really well, Emma. Why, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well I feel like we've covered so much you've given some really really great tips on kind of where to get started um and it was nice that we didn't kind of go down the designy route and we went down the kind of the behind the scenes strategy stuff so I think yeah to kind of anybody that's listening it doesn't although it it doesn't seem you know sexy because you're not it's not something that the end user can see it would very much benefit you to get that stuff nailed rather than focusing on colours and patterns and logos and prettiness. Yeah. Would you agree? I would definitely agree. I mean, we love the colours, we love the patterns, but... Yes, still stupidly important, don't get me wrong. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. But if you can't have a reason, like, as to why you've done that, it's just a little bit pointless, unfortunately. (laughs) Side note to that. I think a lot of people, I, there's, I've seen a lot of conversations on LinkedIn, funnily enough, oh. recently. Yeah, very weird Love LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> very weird platform. Um, about um, people's why, because a lot of people nowadays are very much overthinking it in terms of like their business why. Yeah. That the whole kind of point of starting the business and that kind of thing, which kind of I think feeds into your branding, do you think? Yeah, I would say so. Um, um, and it's very much like a lot of people are kind of saying, "Well, I don't, I don't think my why is good enough." And it's not 
that there is no scale of being good enough or not being good enough. It's just why you wanted to do it or why you wanted to start it, which then feeds into who you're trying to serve, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, it doesn't have to be like this big, I don't know, big massive reason as to why you're doing something like you're going to change the world. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you might, but... <laughs> Just yeah, you might I be think... the next Elon Musk. It'd be fine. Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think knowing why you do something is very important because that just, like I've said before, it works to inform everything else and tie it all together. Which hundred percent. Yeah, it will only make your life easier. It does make your life easier. The initial work of actually doing it, anyone I've worked with is like, oh my god, this looks so like daunting. But once you've done it, it's like, oh like a weight lifted like yes I've done it I know what I'm doing now everything works it makes sense oh that's amazing um okay cool well I guess that's probably the best place to kind of round it up so yeah. for anyone that's listening that has kind of heard what I've heard taken all of your tips on board and decided screw this I need to hire somebody and mm. Emma Lemon is the person for me also side note absolutely yeah. bloody love your name um, oh, <laughs> great name when I wrote obviously on Instagram I only know you as Emma so when you emailed me and it was like Emma Lemon I was like that's amazing oh don't literally I have to say to everyone I'm like Emma Lemon yes same as the fruit and I'm like <laughs> oh wow that's great and the amount of times any relation to Keith I'm like oh god I'll take Keith Lemon's not a real person that um, <laughs> <laughs> awkward <laughs> Um, anybody that has decided that you are amazing and would love to work with you and talk to you about their branding, where can they find you? What services do you provide? All of that jazz, go. Oh God. Um, <laughs> you can find me um, at Typegal Studio on Instagram. Um, and then my website is typegal.com forward slash branding. Um, I do brand design strategy everything that kind of comes with having a brand um and I also do quite a lot of lettering work so I think my USP I guess would be the fact that a lot of my work is very custom so the typefaces are something I've designed rather than using font um I hate like selling myself so yeah if you would uh, yeah if you just want to have a chat about branding and you're stuck like I'm happy to jump on a call or my dms are open so cool and if you do nothing else make sure you go and follow her on instagram because frankly honestly your feed is just it's beautiful to wake up in the morning and there's like this really fancy like it might only be one letter and it's just i just love your posts and it just i don't know what it is there's something i'm like wow that's amazing i think it's because i can't do it myself (laughs) Thanks. I mean, I post one letter sometimes and I think, oh God, no one else cares. <laughs> love yeah. it. Good, good to hear that it. someone like, likes the letters. So. I got you back. Don't worry about that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time, Emma. It's honestly no been a joy. Yeah, lovely to speak to you too. Cool. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. You too.